How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy, you go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Michelangelo Mortalero. Michelangelo, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Seth. I appreciate the opportunity. You are welcome. Now, Michelangelo is an estate planning attorney in Florida. Michelangelo, um, I just want to say special thank you to Robert Lehman, the financial advisor who connected us. And a quick disclaimer, you are in the state of Florida. So anyone who is watching or listening who is not in the state of Florida should seek legal advice of someone in their state. Michelangelo, thank let's you. go back in time a little bit. What inspired you to become a lawyer in the first place? Um, so it goes way back. Uh, my dad, uh, when I was growing up, had uh, a lot of lawyers and judges as friends. And, and I think um, he just kind of always instilled in me that, that attorneys had the ability to, to get things done. Um, and and they, they wielded a certain amount of um, you know, kind of power, prestige. And, and so I think he always admired the role and the job. And so I kind of just grew, grew up uh, being around those people. And uh, he was fortunate enough to have decent lawyer friends and uh, not, the, not, not the lawyer joke lawyer friends. So I had some, some pretty good role models and, and saw the ability of lawyers to not only be uh, an advocate for their client, but to be more in a transactional role as opposed to a litigation role. And so that's one of the things that I have kind of modeled my career on is, is I tell everyone I'm a lover, not a fighter. We need lawyers that are fighters and that's great. And if you need one, go get the best fighter you can find. But I've been blessed to have a practice where I can work with families, get them, uh, leave them in a better place. I found them 
and and not have to wake up every morning and think of like you know how are we going to put it to them before they put it to us and and have that kind of acrimonious um, fighting every day of my career. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. And then how did you arrive at the area of specialization um, that you're in now? So in law school, sorry, I went to law school kind of thinking everybody needed to be a litigator of some point. It's it's what lawyers are supposed to do. And when I started taking taxes, uh, tax classes, estate planning, I realized that there's this whole area of transactional law that doesn't require court appearances and dealing with other lawyers and judges. And so um, I kind of fell into that. And then when I thought about what I wanted to practice, uh, I've always been an entrepreneur by heart. And I knew that, um, so law was a second career for me. I owned a computer networking company um, before going to law school. So I was, I was outsourced IT in the mid to late nineties, kind of before that became mainstream. And I knew when I got out of law school, I was going to, to open my own shop. I didn't want to work for anybody else. And so I thought about leveraging my contacts in the community. And my family has been in Tampa since 1891. Um, we were kind of imported as cigar labor, uh, if anybody knows about Tampa, up and through the mid-1950s, it was the largest producer of cigars in the world. And so the cigar barons imported labor from Italy uh, Cuba and Spain. And so my family was part of that immigration wave to support the cigar industry. And so knowing that my family at that time had been in the Tampa area for 125 years, and we just knew a lot of people, I looked at what can I do that's transactional, that I don't have to go to court and fight people every day, and that I could leverage, you know, the goodwill that my family has has earned in this community. And estate planning just kind of popped into my head of, you know, over 85% of people have no estate plan, so there's a lot of work to be done. Um, as opposed to if you're a criminal lawyer and you say, you know, hey, I hope you never get arrested, but if you do call me with estate planning, the vast majority of people that you meet um, do need your services. And so I started with general estate planning. Um, obviously, with that territory, I had clients that were passing away, and so I decided to learn probate. So I brought probate into the practice, and then where the magic really happened was I had these clients that had not passed away, but they were very sick and needed a lot of care. And seeing that you know, nursing homes can cost up to $18,000 a month, which kind of puts a, a damper on anyone's financial situation, even if you've been a good steward of your money, um, at 18 grand a month, you're gonna see it deplete relatively quickly. And, and that first exposed me to the area of elder law and asset protection for elder law. So, Florida is arguably one of the best states in the country to get old and sick in from an asset protection standpoint, because I can take people that have millions of dollars and within 30 days, get all of their money legally and legitimately sheltered for the Medicaid analysis, avoid the five-year look back period and let Medicaid pay the $18,000 a month nursing home bill while I preserve your assets for your future needs and ultimately um, as legacy money for your family. If you had, if someone asked you what estate planning means to you, how would you define it? You know, I really think it's, it's thinking about those that you love and care about and want to leave something meaningful to in the form of an inheritance. We break up estate planning into two broad categories. There's disability and incapacity planning, things like your power of attorney, your healthcare surrogate, your living will. You know, you, you have a stroke, you get dementia. Um, something that renders you incapacitated to make your own decisions. 
we want to make sure we have people in place that can step in and make your legal, financial, and medical decisions for you. So that's kind of the, the first part of estate planning. But in a pure sense, we're looking at creating efficiency in the transfer of your wealth and your assets to your beneficiaries. And every family has dynamics. You know, occasionally I run into the Beaver Cleaver family where there's 2.4 kids and everybody's treated equally and there's no dynamics. But the reality is more often than not, there are family dynamics that we need to work through. Um, you know, there's mental illness issues with our beneficiaries. There's uh, minors as beneficiaries. There's drug and alcohol addiction. There's just general instability as far as financial decision-making and, and those types of things. And then you throw on top of that blended families where there's the husband's family, the, the, the wife's uh, children, and then some together or some not together. And it really becomes a nightmare for those people that don't plan, especially blended families. They don't realize that if husband and wife kind of combine finances and they own the cars and the homes and they're each other's beneficiary on their life insurance and their, um, you know, their retirement money, what they don't realize is on the first spouse to pass, legally, it's pretty simple. All you do is hand out death certificates and the surviving spouse takes it all. Like, okay, that's probably what they wanted. However, on the second spouse to pass, if there is no plan in place, then all of those assets go through what we call intestacy or dying without a will or a trust goes to the surviving spouse's children only. Nothing goes back to the first spouse to pass. And so people don't realize that without a plan in place for a blended family, you really are setting up your children or your beneficiaries for one set of them to get the short end of the stick because they will get nothing merely based on the fact that their parent died before their step parent. And I've never met a, a blended family husband and wife that says, well, we, we really don't care which of our sets of kids get left out in the cold. Um, yeah, we're fine with whatever happens. Like, no one says that, but without proper planning, that's exactly what you're doing. Wow. So that makes a lot of sense. And I'd be willing to bet you that there are a whole lot of people, maybe even in the industry, who aren't aware of the effect that that could have unintentionally disinheriting a half of a blended family. So sure. what do you think some of the biggest mistakes are when it comes to people around estate planning? So the first is procrastination. Um, I'll do it when I get old. And uh, as we are, I tell everyone, we're on the express train to Oldville. No matter what your age are, you, you blink and five years have gone by and 10 years have gone by. So people think, uh, you know, estate planning's for old people. And so I'll do it when I get old. And, and that's always a moving target. You know, if you ask a 20-year-old what is old, um, they may say 50. You ask a 50-year-old, it's probably 70 or 80. You ask an 80-year-old, it's 100. So the, the problem is people are always kicking the can down the road for a few reasons. No, you know, no one really enjoys thinking about what happens when I'm not here anymore. And so it's not a comfortable conversation. And, and just like people don't want to pre-plan their funeral, they don't want to pre-plan their finances. And I think you should, but I understand why a lot of people put it off and they'll do it later. And then they get dementia or they have a car accident and die unexpectedly. And so they miss that opportunity to plan. So I think that's the first thing. The second thing is that, you know, people don't want to spend money until they have to. And they always see estate planning as um, discretionary spending. So there's always patterns throughout the year. You know, January, you're trying to 
lick your financial wounds from overspending in, uh, in the holidays. And then it comes summertime or springtime and you're planning for the summer vacation. So you don't want to spend money on your estate plan because you want to take a vacation. And then you get into fall and then you're saving up for, for the holidays again. And it just becomes a cycle of we'll put it off. We don't want to deal with it. We'll do it when we get old. Um, third thing is I think people think they don't have enough money to plan. You know, trust planning is for millionaires. Absolutely not. I've done meaningful trust plans for people that, you know, own a little mobile home on a, on a little piece of property and, and have a little bank account. The idea behind trust planning versus will planning is that the trust creates efficiency in the distribution of assets. It avoids probate when done properly. And it's always cheaper to plan to avoid probate to go through it. I have a great little uh, web, uh, video on my website. It's called Probates for Suckers. And it, it's a little tongue in cheek. I do probate as part of my practice. Right now I have 97 probates running concurrently in my office. And you know when they walk in off the street, I do a little happy dance because it's a very good fee for the amount of time that I put into the case. So it, it makes me money, but it's never in the best interest of the person who's passed away. It's always in the best interest of the lawyer because in Florida, a full administration, you have to have an attorney. There are set fees um, and those fees can become a percentage of your estate, 3%. So if you think about a million dollars, it's a big number. But when you add up all of the stuff in your life that you've accumulated, for a lot of families, it's a million dollars or more. Uh, and if that million dollars is going through probate, the Florida statutory fee is 3%. So you're looking at a $30,000 attorney fee. Um, you know, again, that, that puts my kids through private school. So I appreciate when they walk in the door. But what I will say of my clients, less than 1% of my clients ever go through probate because I tell them, I want you to like me, but I don't want you to like me 30 grand when you could like me for five grand and put 25,000 more in your children's pocket. Like, why would you do that? You're, you're literally taking away from the people that you care about the most to hand it to lawyers and judges like who does that? So the only people that do that are two types, people that fail to plan. And then occasionally I'll have someone that's just wired a little differently. I respect it. Uh, and I don't judge, but they'll just say, you know, I'll be dead then. Who cares? Um, if it takes time, costs money, yeah, let them deal with it. I'd rather keep my extra couple thousand dollars in my pocket now uh, and enjoy it for my life. All right, that's cool. As long as you're making an educated decision, I've done my job in letting you know the advantages and disadvantages of trust planning. Getting back to your question, um, I think another thing that prevents people from planning besides uh, procrastination, uh, besides not wanting to uh, write, the, write the check, um, another thing is that they don't like lawyers. Um, and honestly, a lot of times for really good reasons. Um, the, the legal industry has a, a terrible name. Lawyer jokes are around for a reason is because most of them are, are typically true. And so people always think if there's a lawyer involved, like I'm getting screwed and, and it's not something that I'm going to enjoy the process. And we've been blessed for over two and a half years to be the best and highest rated estate planning and elder law firm in the state of Florida. And I believe that the reason that our reviews and our ratings are so high is that we take a different approach. Um, like I said, I, I never worked in a law firm. I don't know how a lawyer is supposed to treat their clients. I just treat mine the way I would want someone to treat me and my family. And I think that's done really well. We have great relationships with my clients. They're my friends. And so they don't see me as this opportunist, smell blood in the water and come in for a big fee. Whereas a lot of attorneys 
stereotypically, uh, that's how they're perceived. And so we have great relationships with our clients, but I get it that people just, uh, they get nervous. They think lawyers are mean people um, and they're going to take all their money. So for that reason, I see a lot of people trying to do the... And I tell people, if, if money is your only factor in figuring out your estate plan, there's nobody that will be with LegalZoom to give you a will for 39 bucks. Like, it just doesn't happen. But where you may want to spend the money is on someone who can sit with you, spend time with you, answer the questions, and say, I, I, I hear what you're telling me. I can get you from A to B. But in my experience working with 6,000 families, these are the problems with getting from A to B as you describe it. Let me give you some ideas on how we can get A to B and eliminate all of those potential problems. Is that worth paying more for? Some people would say yes. Some people will say no. So again, we're just here to service those clients that see a value in a professional attorney relationship. And it's not everybody, but I would, I would encourage people, if you, if you don't like lawyers, you don't want to spend the money, you know, something like LegalZoom will get you a document that's legally sufficient. And going back to that blended family, if you say, you know, all to my husband, all to my wife, and then, you know, evenly to all of our children or half to my kids and half to your kids, you've still done better, you know, with a $39 will from LegalZoom than doing nothing. So I, I encourage it, however you want to um, slice the pie is fine, uh, whether it's professionally or a, a do-it-yourself, but either way is better than doing nothing. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Um, you know, I, I literally pinch myself every morning and I wake up and, and I get to do something that I absolutely love doing. And I appreciate your, your comment on my passion. I think it comes out when I talk about my practice area and my, my families in that um, I think there's very few people in this country that wake up every day and just get jazzed up about what they do for a living. Um, I tell my clients all the time, there's never a Monday that I wake up and I'm like, oh, hell, it's Monday. I have to go to work. It's like, oh, it's Monday. I get to go to work. I get to meet families. Um, estate planning is great. I mean, listen, it, it's, it's wonderful. It, it's the, the base hits that keeps the, the firm moving. But the asset protection stuff, when I take someone who's in a terrible place in a nursing home, literally looking at an $18,000 bill and knowing another one's coming in 28 days, and I can tell them, I have the ability and the skill set and the knowledge to preserve every penny of your money that you've worked hard for, that you've saved, you've invested, all in hopes to enjoy your life and then pass it on to the next generation, I can make that happen. And it's going to cost you less than one month of your nursing home bill for me to eliminate that bill for the rest of your life and guarantee money for future generations. And even though they're sick and they're cranky and they're not in a good place in life medically, um, nobody wants to be in a nursing home scenario. The the fact that, you know, you get the little old lady that, that writes you a check and then gives you a hug and says, thank you for protecting my family. Like, you feel like a rock star. And not many people get the satisfaction of doing that for a living and being paid very well to do it. That is awesome. For our folks watching or listening who are in the state of Florida, interested in learning more, where is the best place for them to go? Uh, they can find us on the web, www.mortelerolaw.com. That's M-O-R-T-E-L-L-A-R-O-L-A-W. Also find us on Facebook. Um, I encourage you, if you're anywhere in Florida, I do have an office uh, on the other coast in Martin County. 
Um, we do work in all 67 counties in the state of Florida. I would encourage you uh, in whatever state you are in and whatever industry that you're looking at, go to the internet, look at honest client reviews. You will see patterns and they will be good patterns or they will be bad patterns. Um, and for anyone who is thinking about uh, having a consultation with us, there's never a charge for the consultation. I recommend that you do your research on us, look at our reviews, um, and I promise you, you won't find, uh, as we sit today, a single person that said anything negative about, uh, about my firm. Well, that is absolutely incredible. Um, thank you, Michelangelo, for the amazing interview. Thank you, Robert Lehman, for the introduction. Thank you, everyone else, for watching or listening. This has been Seth Green with Michelangelo Mortalero of MortaleroLaw.com. Michelangelo, thanks again for being here. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.